Hi everyone, I'm your host, Bella Page, and after suffering from post-concussion syndrome for years, it was time to do something about it. So welcome to the Post-Concussion Podcast, where we dig deep into life when it doesn't go back to normal. Be sure to share the podcast and join our support network, Concussion Connect. Let's make this invisible injury become visible. The Post-Concussion Podcast is strictly an information podcast about concussions and post-concussion syndrome. It does not provide nor substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast are simply intended to spark discussion about concussions and post-concussion syndrome. Welcome to episode number 115 of the Post-Concussion Podcast with myself, Belle Page, and today's guests, Ryan Sutton and Seth Mendelson. Ryan experienced eight concussions within and outside of sport. Ryan deals with occasional persistent symptoms such as vision problems, anxiety, and headaches. He was advised by doctors to stop playing contact sports at the age of 18. Around this time, Ryan began to fully understand how concussions can affect people's lives. That was also the time where he decided to dedicate his life to helping others who have experiences with concussions. Ryan has now completed his master's degree at Brock University, writing a thesis project called The Sport Related Concussion Experience. His ultimate vision is to blend leading-edge research with high-level knowledge mobilization to positively shift people's understanding of concussions. Seth played football all throughout high school, and in his final year, he received his first diagnosed concussion, a week before the season started. This was back in 2014, and at the time, he was diagnosed with a mild concussion, which he has since learned was not the case. Seth began struggling with mental health complications, and it took him over a month to return to the sport that he loved, but he never felt quite the same. Years later, he met Ryan at Brock University, and one day they talked about their mutual experience with this invisible injury and realized two things. The first was that no one around them understood what they were dealing with, and the second was that although they sustained the same injury, their experiences could not have been more different. Both Ryan and Seth are actively working to build up Heads Up Concussion Advocacy Network with education, events, and research programs while emphasizing a community approach that includes learning from people with concussions. Welcome to the show, Seth and Ryan. We're happy to be here. So to start, do you want to tell us a little bit about your concussion experiences? Yeah, I guess I'll start and then I'll pass it to Ryan. For me, I grew up playing all kinds of sports, hockey. I was a goalie, baseball really was like the kind of son that my dad was like, you're going into all these sports, but football was the one that I wanted to and I guess I gravitated to the most and was the most compelled to play and obviously it was the one that was the most violent at the same time but I played that for seven years I fell in love with it played it all throughout high school and it wasn't until my final year in grade 12 where I sustained my first diagnosed concussion there was definitely a lot of sub-concussive hits throughout those years obviously it's the same time when I'm like growing up and maturing so all of that kind of played into a factor, I guess. But it was a week before the season started. I knew going into grade 12 it was my last season too. And when I got that concussion, it like immediately was just ringing. Just didn't really know where I was. 
coach looked at me said yeah you need to get this checked out and uh was diagnosed with a mild concussion which as we now know no longer no such thing as a mild concussion and was told by the doctor you'll be back at it in no time but it ended up taking over a month to recover and you know it's it's interesting i was reflecting on this recently cuz a picture came up it was 10 years ago when i got this injury and grade 12 is like the year where you know, one chapter closes and another one opens, right? You're finishing high school, you're going into university. But for me, all I could think about was the chapter that was closing. And it was really challenging because I put everything into those four years of football to play for this final year to be my best year. I worked so hard to get to that point. And then a week before, it felt like everything was taken away from me. But yeah, that what came after that was not so much physical symptoms. Mine presented more emotionally and I dealt with a lot of anxiety and depression. I never had any of that growing up. So it was hard to correlate the brain injury I got with the mental health complications I was starting to experience. And although I was back in school, I wasn't on the field and my friends and teammates didn't understand that. So there was a lot of challenges that really went in with that. And it was really hard to navigate. Uh, I was very, very grateful that my parents kind of made sure that I prioritized my brain health. But it was about like two months of just the unknown of what I was going through. And it really wasn't until I met Ryan where I fully understood the magnitude of my experience. And I think that's a pretty good way to segue to Ryan sharing his story. Yeah. So similar to Seth, I experienced some concussions in high school. And for me, I've had eight concussions now. I'm going to try and condense the story so it's not explaining each one because I don't think that's necessary but I was introduced to the injury at a very young age I sustained my first concussion at the age of seven I believe in a biking accident and it that was a, a rude awakening into what that can be like from such a young age for me and also for my family and moving forward eight years I'm in high school and three years back to back I'm playing hockey on the high school team playing in a rep league as well and I sustained a concussion in three consecutive seasons and for me hockey was my life and I was being taken away from it similar to what Seth was saying and the culture I was in as well was a bit more of a small town area and a rough and tough mentality that came with it and for me not being able to play through an injury that a lot of people thought was play throughable. It was very isolating for me. And it wasn't something that was necessarily understood by a lot of people. And I often found myself when I was trying to come back to sport and not seeing the progress that I wanted. And I also was wondering about myself, why can't I play through this? I see teammates, they get hit all the time. They I've seen people come onto the bench in hockey, and they definitely had a concussion, but they still played. Why was I different? And I kept finding myself asking questions like that take months sometimes to recover as well. And it ultimately, now I don't play hockey at all, unfortunately. And it was a big part of my life for a while. And I will extend a little bit beyond high school because I sustained my fifth concussion in between first and second year university. And at this time, Seth and I were connected. We were about to move in together at university And essentially, I was playing hockey, pretty much the last competitive hockey that I've played. And I got hit out of nowhere. And it was a non-contact league as well. 
And that concussion for me was absolutely brutal because it was in the summer. I was managing a retail store, a very small one. It was pretty much just me working. My boss basically forced me to work while I had my concussion the whole time. And that was very difficult to navigate because I knew I was not not in the right mind to be able to do that. And then also on top of it, I was told by doctors that I shouldn't be playing contact sports or hockey anymore, like at all, like it was a hard cutoff at that point. So there was a lot going on in my life. And this recovery took a while. And that's what led to Seth and I having these conversations as we returned to school. Where I was explaining to him what I went through that summer. And he was like, Oh, man, like, I really went through a lot with my concussion that I didn't really realize. And it was definitely related to some mental health things that I never really connected to it. So after we shared that experience, it's what led us to create Heads Up Can ultimately. And our personal stories in large part are a reason why we do the work that we do today. Mm -hmm. Man, I always like hearing everyone's stories because I think it's such a big part especially in this kind of work, it kind of starts from somewhere. It's not very often that you meet someone in this world that's like, oh, I just got interested in school. It's like, no, they have a connection, whether it's a family member, themselves, a friend, somehow they've been affected by brain injuries. And like Seth had said about the, you know, nothing mild about a concussion. I kind of like that because I actually have a shirt that we sell that says that because I believe in it so much. You kind of both talked about the isolating factor and all that. And that why me factor was something that was really big for me. And I mean, like huge. I was like show jumping, traveling, and I was just, it was such a blow. When I had friends that fell off, they had had worse incidents. They had had ambulances fly into a horse show ring and put them on a board and take them out but I was the one suffering. Not that I hadn't been on a few ambulances, but uh, it is really tough to see that when you're not getting better, when you don't understand why you're not getting better, all these factors. And the mental health part isn't talked about enough. A lot of people don't know that it's going to be a part of this. You get handed that sheet at the ER if you go, and they don't even mention that half the time, that you could feel like a completely different person. And if you've never dealt with anxiety or never dealt with depression, then you have no idea what you're dealing with. So it can definitely be uh, life-changing in a lot of ways. I don't know what is better. Ryan, you mentioned that you got a complete cutoff from sports. I had too many opinions from doctors, and I think it's because I was seeing so many. And some were, you need to stop. Some were, keep going. Some were, maybe. Some were, it's okay. But if like if things bad happen. So it was really hard for me to make a decision for myself. And I think if my parents could pick, they would bubble wrap my entire body and never let me leave the house. But that's not who I am. But like you said, people really don't get it, which is why I love doing this work. I have tons of people, even to this day, I go to a motocross track and it'll be covered in mud and slippery and I won't get on. And they're like, oh, just go have fun. I'm like, I have too many head injuries for that. Like I have to do this like I do this, it's risky. I shouldn't be doing it. Let's be real. But I still have to be a little safer than everyone else. But people just don't get it. They just look at you like, oh, why? So it is very tough from that. I just I found that like super fascinating because I think the decision making process that one goes through after whether it's a brain injury or even just like a big life traumatic event is something that very rarely we talk about and even very rarely that I feel like I talk about, but it's something that is so present 
Because, you know, for me, it's been more like, all right, I got to start adopting like mindfulness and meditation and, and yoga and things like that, that kind of ground me. And these were not things that I was thinking about, you know, before that growing up, you know, especially in high school, like, I never really thought about longevity and, and my own like well being. But then you kind of go through something like this and having met Ryan. And again, as he had alluded to, we had this very deep conversation about our experiences. And although we had the same concussion, I mean, we all of us have experienced a concussion, all of our experiences are so different, right. And I think that was a really big moment and like a flip of a switch for me where it was just like, why aren't we talking about everything related to this? Why is concussions only focus in the severe like CTE concept in sports mm -hmm. and not the, you know, young athletes that are now dealing with mental health and things like that. And the, the decision making process, I think that kind of philosophy goes across so many different types of boards from how you approach your concussion, but even just years after and the decisions you make is all just like very impactful and people don't mm -hmm. realize that. Yeah, it is. My health affects every single decision I make. Even if it's not at the forefront of my decision, it, it has to be there because I still have tons of health issues after my concussions that I deal with to this day. So I have to think that way, but it's not always something people think of. They don't always realize how many like other decision factors there are in the way before I say yes to something. But you two have created a fabulous nonprofit, Heads Up Can. And so do you want to talk a little bit about what Heads Up Can is and then the event that you have coming soon? Absolutely. So yeah, Heads Up Can, it is something that Seth and I have been building for probably six years now, you can say, and it really happened. Again, that catalyst moment was that conversation that Seth and I had. A year after we had that conversation, uh, we started a social purpose business where we donated 15% of all of our t-shirt sales to concussion research. And that's how we really got our start in this area. And that was in our fourth year of university. And since then in 2020, so that was 2017 in 2020, Right before the pandemic, we actually started our nonprofit in January, right before COVID. And essentially, we've been building it ever since. And for us, the biggest reason why we wanted to do this change is because we really wanted to double down on our mission, which is to create innovative partnerships for the purpose of concussion education, awareness, and research. And so we really identified those three domains as something that we really cared about exploring. And the reason why we do it is for the people who are experiencing what we had experienced back when we were in high school and when this conversation initially started this whole thing for us. And that's the one thing that we stay consistent with and the one thing that keeps us going with the work that we do. And it's ultimately led to this event. And Seth and I have always talked about having an in-person event for concussions and providing people with the latest information on concussions. And for this, especially because our background is in sport, I think we wanted to do it in a sport context. So there was an incredible opportunity for us to partner with uh, a contact at Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. And so we're putting on an event at BMO Field in Toronto, Ontario, to be able to provide sports stakeholders and athlete care providers with the latest information on concussions in sport. And the cool thing about this event is that I don't believe there's ever been a concussion education event at 
a professional sports stadium in Toronto. I'm not certain about that, but from what we've heard, that is a fact. And on top of that, we're also not trying to talk so much about how sport is bad. We're not trying to play the downer role. We're trying to actually empower people to make better decisions, to have more information, to actually get the help that is needed in sport. And I think that's what makes us unique. And we're trying to, again, inform people as much as possible with the latest information on this topic. And we're excited about it, to say the very least. I think that's great. I really love the event that's coming. I will actually be at the event, uh, which is super exciting. And I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm hoping we can get as many podcast listeners there as well. And you mentioned that things that keep you going. And I think that's a huge part of this that I just wanted to throw out there because it's a lot of work. And I can, you know, commend both of you for that. Putting an event together. I've watched my mom do it for years from small fundraising events to giant events. And, you know, it is a ton of work. Doesn't matter the size of it. It's a lot of planning. It's a lot of figuring out what works best and all that. So I'm really looking forward to that. You mentioned that sport is not bad. I agree. I very strongly am pro sport and I'm pro sport because I think there's a lot of benefits to playing sports. I think it isn't all bad, but this is where the education piece is needed because if I had known what I know now, I probably wouldn't have had to stop. I probably wouldn't have had to stop riding. I definitely would have taken breaks when I needed it. There was lots of times where I didn't tell anybody what was going on. I didn't tell my coaches. I didn't tell my parents because I didn't live with them. And so it's pretty easy to hide what I was going through and because all this is invisible. So that is a huge factor, I think, in you know educating athletes and parents of athletes, family members of athletes, coaches, because if everyone has a better education on it, then hopefully we can prevent less people from retiring. We are going to talk more about this event, the speakers, all the topics on it, and how you can register for it. But before that, we're going to take a quick break. Did you want to create awareness about concussions? You can check out our entire clothing line through the link in the episode description or go to our website, postconcussioninc.com, and click Awareness Merch. From t-shirts, sweaters, tank tops, and multiple designs, including the podcast, nothing mild about a concussion and more make sure to pause this episode right now and order yours before you forget just like i would welcome back to the post-concussion podcast with myself bill page and today's guests seth mendelson and ryan sutton so we've been talking about an event that's coming up which heads up can both seth and ryan are putting on and so i want to talk about the sections can you walk us through the event. I'd love to hear kind of why you picked the topics that you did and kind of walk us through it so people can know what to expect. Yeah, I can give an outline of kind of what that day is going to look like. So as Ryan had mentioned earlier, we're doing this at BMO Field and it's going to take place on Saturday, September 23rd. Registration starts at 1.30 and essentially it's like Within 30 minutes, you have time to just come in and at two o'clock, both Ryan and myself will kind of introduce the event. And then we have our first keynote speaker at 210, Dr. Patrick Quaid, who is a renowned optometrist and realized just how important vision and balance is 
within concussion recovery, but especially with athletes, we're talking about, you know, the eyes and where how you have to track everything and eyes are obviously connected to the brain. So a lot of people don't necessarily make that correlation. And I think it will be a very insightful 30 minutes of just realizing, oh, here's another way that I can go and try and get help for this concussion. And I think that's a big thing that this whole event is like a big theme is showing the different modalities and the different approaches that people are taking to help athletes with dealing with this invisible injury. Because as the three of us all had mentioned, it was very challenging to go through. So after Dr. Patrick Quaid speaks, that will go right into our first panel, which focuses on concussion risk perceptions and prevention. And that features three industry experts. Stephanie Cowell is the knowledge translator at Parachute Canada. Dr. Kaylee Pinnock is the assistant professor at University of Waterloo and has done a lot of research within youth athletes in sports and the risks behaviors associated with that. And then Michael Jorgensen is a PhD candidate at University of Toronto. He's also worked with Rugby Canada. After that, we'll have a little break for networking and snacks and stuff like that. And then we'll go into the second half of the event, which we have the executive director of the Coaches Association of Ontario speaking. So Jeremy Cross will talk about the importance of education with coaches and how that is obviously super relevant, especially when we think about sports and these coaches become like the guardians of these young athletes. And then that second panel, which we obviously have you a part of, and you're going to talk about, you know, the lived experience and what it's like as an athlete to go through this, because this panel is called concussion recognition, early diagnosis and active recovery. So having your perspective is going to be incredible, because I think it's going to provide a lot of context. And I'm sure you have a lot to talk about in each one of those areas as well. And you're going to be on the panel with Dr. Michael Hutchinson, who is the director for the Center Sport Related Concussion Innovation. And then that you're also going to have Kim Browsies, who's a certified athletic therapist and works at the Ontario Athletic Therapist Association, and Katie Mitchell, who is also a certified athletic therapist, physiotherapist, runs her own rehabilitation clinic called Thrive Neurosport. So it is a very encompassing event. We have a lot of amazing speakers, including yourself, that I think we're going to provide a lot of different perspectives on what the sport-related concussion experience is. And I think that was a big key focus for us in terms of a topic that we want to share with this. I like that you mentioned the coach's perspective, like coach education, coach's perspective, because it's something that I kind of wish I had because my parents could tell me to stop. But I think if my coach had told me, I would have respected a little bit more being a teenager, being stubborn. I always say sports are an addiction and I was addicted to being a part of it, to competing. Like I didn't think of anything else. So you know, educating them would have made a really big difference. I know when I coached, it made a big difference for me. I was able to tell students to stay off. Like, no, like that. I drew the line so their parents didn't have to, because sometimes that creates really bad relationships in the home and things like that. So having a coach do it can make a really big difference because, you know, there's that respect there. There's another level of trust, a different level of trust. You believe that your coach has an education in this factor, so it can make a really big difference. And coaches do need to be educated on this because I think a lot of them don't know. So that's where this types of events can really help uh, an education on all fronts, not just athletes, but all the people around them because they need to look out for them because athletes have a really hard time looking out for themselves because we can't, you know, you're obsessed, you're addicted, especially as teenagers, 
you don't think of anything else. I always put into my mind, like, if I told a kid what I got told at 14 years old, you're going to the Olympics, kid, let's go. These are the plans for the next 10 years of your life. You can't imagine not doing that. And that's why it took me so long to get out of that. And so I think having a team of people that had known about brain injuries probably would have saved me a lot of mental health issues <laughs> as this all happened. Because you guys mentioned mental health. And yeah, I can say I've had a lot of mental health issues in the past. Everybody on the podcast who's listened to it knows quite a bit about it. But yeah, I think this event's going to be great. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of the other little benefits, things that are going to go on at the event? I know there's some prizes and things like that. Absolutely. I just wanted to say a quick point about the coaches before we move on to that, if that's all right. So I have actually done a lot of research in the topic of coaches and looking into that and it's so important. A lot of the research says how important it is for coaches to be informed and also the culture that a coach can create in an environment can largely dictate how an athlete actually goes through their recovery experience. So, And also for you as a coach and having that lived experience when I was doing my master's project, that was one of the things that a lot of the, my participants said was when they had a coach who actually had been through the injury before, their experience was a lot better and a little bit smoother from the men mental health side of things, at least, because they felt like they had somebody who they could talk to. They felt like they had somebody who knew the, the right lines to draw and who was willing to work with them with empathy. And that's mm -hmm. so important. So yeah, I, I'm really happy that you had that experience as a coach. And that's why we are so excited to have coaches come to this event, why we wanted the Coaching Association of Ontario to have a speaker. And also, we're excited to announce or share that all coaches who are certified by the Coaching Association of Ontario will actually gain three professional development points. They're actually called three NCCP PD points, but essentially they're professional development points. And so by attending our event, all coaches who are registered will actually be able to get those professional development points. So we're really excited about that for sure. We also have door prizes, which we're really excited about. Some notable door prizes that we'll be having is we'll be doing giveaway for Toronto Maple Leafs tickets, which we're really excited about. And on top of that, there'll be signed Argos jerseys available for the door prize. And then there's a few other door prizes, which is really exciting. And yeah, I would say, you know, just adding on to the coaches side, too, because like I think the one of the biggest reasons why we wanted the coaching community is because, you know, coaches can bring the best out of us as as athletes, but they can also have an imprint in our life. And because they play a role model type of influence. And I think, you know, for me, when I suffered my concussion, like my coaches looked at me as as a, it was a sign of weakness and I was never viewed the same way. And that also played a big factor into why we wanted to have coaching representation there and, and the coaching community to have those professional development points, as Ryan mentioned. In a lot of ways, it's just full circle moment for what I think we all went through and to to actually have them want to come out and gain something from this event. And the fact that we're doing this at BMO Field, I think makes it that much more of a unique experience. And on top of that, like everyone that comes to this event gets admission to 
a CFL game later that night. So it is in tandem with the Argos versus Hamilton Tiger Cats game at seven o'clock Battle of Ontario, which will be really fun. So I think there's a lot of value beyond just the education. Like Ryan and I really want to make this an experience. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, it's called the sport related concussion experience, but this event in itself, we want to be an experience. There's a lot of opportunities for networking, for coaches within the community, athletic therapists and, and, you know, medical providers, but also parents. And I think this event, again, like the theme that we kind of kept coming back to when we want to put this together, obviously it's very exciting that it's at BMO field and we get to connect with industry experts and connect with people like you, like all of that is very exciting and also almost like a altruistic benefit that comes from it. But more so it's, we didn't have access to any of this when we were going through what we went through and to be able to provide that directly to people who by coming to this event will get the latest information on concussions, which is constantly evolving. It's not like, all right, we now know what a concussion is. You're fine. Like you can go with this information. Like this is constantly evolving. What we knew 10 years ago is now considered myths, right? Like everything that we probably all went through were probably bad practices compared to what we know now. But the reality is people are still using them. People we're all in Ontario and people still don't know about Rowan's law. Like there are so many things as you're in this community, in this industry where you realize the need for education, for accessible education is so prevalent and so important, but yet there aren't a lot of opportunities. And that's why this podcast is amazing because it provides a resource for people. And we're hoping our event is that same type of resource for them. Yeah, I really like that factor. And it is true that coaches can have different influences on you. Actually, I think when I think back, it's probably why I was able to retire. The last coach that I worked with, she had had a brain injury, a severe, like a very bad TBI, and she was back to it, competing and everything. But she got it when I said I had a day I couldn't ride. It wasn't like, oh, you need to. It was like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, you can just come hang out if you want. Like, you don't even need to get on. We'll ride. Like, we'll ride all the horses. You know, that support, I think almost allowed me to feel okay about retiring, but it definitely is a huge decision to make as an athlete. And it's a huge decision to make at any level of being an athlete. But one thing for me is I spent more time awake with my coaches, trainers, and all that than I did with anybody else. Like that's who I spent all my time with them. I didn't spend time with anybody else. So it definitely can be uh, life-changing for sure. And that's why I think this is so important because it changes your life. Concussions can change your life, whether you slipped and fell or you're an athlete or you are just, you know, have nothing to do with sports, but you still get hurt. But having an education and understanding what's happening to you or what to do about it can really change your life. And Finding access to that education that's useful is also really helpful because when you do Googling, it's really hard to find the things that you need, which is why these events are so great. So we have talked about a lot. The sport-related concussion experience is just in a few weeks. There will be links to it in the show notes and everything so everyone can find it. We have a discount code available as well. Everybody can send me messages about it if they have any questions because I will be there. If you just want to come to meet me, I'm totally okay with that too. Is there anything else you two would like to add before we end today's episode? More so would like to kind of ask you a question. Obviously, we've heard throughout this conversation you know, about your own experience, but what made you want to be a part of this event? Because we're thrilled to have you, but we'd love to get here, like why I guess you want to come, you know, and share your experience with everyone in our community as well. 
Yeah, for sure. I think for me, the biggest thing is I find I love all the medical professionals. I wanted to be one for a while, but I think that's because my entire journey, 90% of the medical professionals miss the big picture because they hadn't been through it in the same way. They had been through it. They Maybe they'd had a concussion. They had a few weeks off, but it changed my life to this day. Uh, I have four chronic illnesses because of my concussions. And so they rerouted my entire life and still do. So I think being able to speak on it as a retired athlete, an athlete, I think it's really important to give back. And my goal with all of this has always been to prevent people from having making the same mistakes I did because I made a lot of them. And if I can prevent other people from making mistakes, then, you know, I did what I was supposed to do from all of that I learned because all the mistakes I made definitely made this a lot longer of an experience than it needed to be. So yeah, that's definitely why. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. I think that perspective and that insight is so important and why we really want in a lot of ways be the voice of lived experience, which is no pressure no, <laughs> in saying that, but it's because I think so many of us go through the mistakes and the, the trials and tribulations. And had we been a better prepared or more educated, maybe, I mean, we're obviously not saying something that it would prevent concussions entirely, but the way we go about it in our recovery definitely wouldn't have been as harmful as it may feel. And I think that's really a big thing for this event as well uh, that we want to touch upon because I know Ryan and I, it's definitely something we've been very passionate about for the past six years and still are and just happy to kind of bring the community together for this. I want to thank you so much, both of you, for joining us today. And I can't wait for the event. Can't wait to have you. Yeah, can't wait. And thanks for having us. We really appreciate being on here. And yeah, just really commend you for the work that you do. It's it's really important. And for people who like ourselves who have been through the injury, we really appreciate it. Need more than just this podcast? Be sure to check out our website, postconcussioninc.com to see how we can help you in your post-concussion life. From a support network to one-on-one coaching, I believe life can get better because I've lived through it. Make sure you take it one day at a time.